Hey yo, welcome. Today we are talking about putting ideas into action and the speaking of ideas, right? It's really an idea in motion and so is the learning of an idea and we want to couple those two things together. Good to learn, but even better to be in motion and after spending, you know, almost a year and a half really in motion but not action, my frustration and distaste for programs that weren't helping people put ideas into action is really what developed everything that I'm doing now. And that hate wasn't helpful. And I spent a little too much time harboring that hate for what was in existence when all I really needed to do was put my own ideas into action to help make it better. And that's where we are now. Let's go. Welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast, where we do dreams. And finding that alignment in season four has been very important because this is the truth of all the work that the Death of a Dream becomes. And rolling out the first book this season related to that sort of creates this journey and this pathway for people to recover and go after the things that they want in this life. It's moving people through this transition of something doesn't feel quite right. How do I feel my way back there? And I'm excited to be expanding that work in season four and to even be still showing up for what will be the death of a dream and all the beautiful things that we do to change the world together. We've gone through some crazy seasons. We've gone through some more quiet and reserved seasons, seasons of attack, and we're finally experiencing the first season of alignment and building. We have found a foundation, and I am very excited to be building right along with all of you. Welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast, where we do dreams. This is a movement of action. And the only way to do our dreams is to, well, that's really it, to do them. (laughs) That's how we do it. I don't, I don't know. What? Hannah, it's got to be way more complicated than that. I couldn't just do the things I want to do. Yeah, you can. And one of the things that is going to help you to do those things is to actually believe in yourself more than you might at the moment of starting, right? Like we are not built into a world traditionally that is loving and nurturing of goals and ideas. And if you were, and you had parents who were, and you were blessed enough to have parents like mine who were like, whatever you want to do, we just, there's something about you. You're going to do it. And you can do anything you want. And I don't know that that was the same 
belief or advice that they gave to any of my siblings, I should ask, but um, there was sort of this undeniable belief in who I was and what I was going to do, or at least that's what I thought. And I never heard anything otherwise from my parents. They always have believed that I could do anything. Um, and they have always encouraged that as well. So I was very lucky. If you weren't lucky enough to be raised in a home like that, which I would say that I am in the minority of people who had parents like that. And so if you weren't lucky enough to have people speaking goodness into you, we're going to have to build that back up. That voice is active. Whether or not you believe it, it is. It's feeding into more places than just this. It is limiting parts of what you're willing to do, believe, and act on. And we got to start building a new voice. And so the best way for us to do that, and whether that came from your home, whether that came from a new experience, right, in your in your life, in your job, in your relationship, in your wherever it came from, we know that there may be voices that are contributing to tearing you down. And if you're anything like me, even though I came from a loving home, those voices are enough to interrupt everything and to stop any action that you might just convince yourself to take. And we don't want that. We know here that consistency is key. And not only is consistency, but confidence that backs that consistency. Confidence is one of the bigger things that deters people from doing dreams. And how do we build that? Well, we just start practicing what it what it takes to tell ourselves a different story. We just start creating that narrative. That's how we bring in a new voice, bring in new examples of where we're showing up greater than we were the day before. So, um, my great thing is just doing the things that I say I'm going to do. And sometimes I set myself up for way more work than I could ever imagine. Um, and I think, <laughs> yay, go me. Um, but I follow through on that. And, and bigger than what I'm doing right now, it really is building a system that empowers people to act on their own behalf, right? Like, this isn't specific to me. This is specific to a system that sets you up for success so that we aren't just building because local is such a, here's where you start, right? And I had some young entrepreneurs come in the other day and they were like, we want to sell bracelets here. So we brought them. And they put the bracelets on the table. And I'm like, oh my gosh, these bracelets are really cool. Tell me more about them. Well, this is what we're thinking. And and we we already created a logo. And um, 
Are you working together? Are you working separately? Will your bracelets be, you know, a a packaged co-owned product or how will that work? So we start breaking that down and then continue to go from there. Okay, well, if you want to sell them here, they're going to need to be packaged. Okay, well, what does that look like? And they've already had those thoughts and conversations. And so this is what packaging maybe looks like for them. And if you want to sell them here, I need pricing. Well, we're not just guessing on pricing, right? And so here's how we can help you start. And here's how we can help you move. And here's the system that we work within. And if you like that system and you do well and you find product market fit, you can move up, you can bump up to this tier. And if you bump up to that tier, then you can start bringing in more product and get used to what it's like to work more product. Therefore, invest more money in your business. Therefore, get more money out of your business, right? It does take work. I am not going to lie. And then that next system, that next level, you know, even more product. And then eventually, if we have more than one store, you can start sourcing and putting product in multiple stores, right? And there's new learning growth hacks in that. And then once you leave us and we also have ability for you to expand your product from a service model, if you want to speak and, and podcast and write books as another way for you to generate revenue from this one source, we have options and kind of an agency model for you to be able to access those things. And then if you would leave us to grow in a rural community that we're in, we also now have a product that can help market the town that you're trying to develop your small business in. And this, this isn't as much about how does, like, what is local as a business? This is about how do we help all businesses being developed in rural communities? Because that's really what we're here to do. This wasn't about expanding local brands that only choose to interact and engage with us in our shop model. This is about expanding local brand, rural brands, right? People who are building in rural communities that don't get the same opportunities that people in metro populations do, that don't get the same opportunities that... um, people in, right? Mega in our, our capital city do. And I don't believe that it's not because there isn't the talent there. I believe there isn't the accessibility there. And so I want to make opportunities more accessible for all rural businesses.
right? Like the reason that metro markets continue to grow is because they're very well marketed. Jobs are there. Opportunities are there. I mean, look at just America. Most people came over here because there were so many opportunities to start from scratch and build your own name. And that's cool. And that's kind of what we're talking about with local, but that's also what's really important is how do we market rural communities as a great opportunity to build your dream? Because dreams don't look the same as they used to. Let's be honest. A dream of someone who left the corporate world just 10 years ago I mean, who left college just 10 years ago is far different from kids who are leaving college now. They want like the picture perfect life, the balance, the the family, the the slowdown, the ability to like maybe we don't need a big huge house and seven cars. Maybe we just need a cute bungalow and a shop on Main Street, right? And I think that shift is where rural communities can serve a beautiful purpose. And so what I like to start speaking on and advocating for is that being a really great place for Iowa to thrive. We're telling all of these businesses to start small and we're not connecting them with the opportunities to do that. We're saying start small in your house, grow online, don't ever open a brick and mortar, but most people, that is the dream, right? Who in an arena full of people would say that riding their bike to a shop that they own to an idea that they created or a restaurant or a cafe themselves would be a really great life? would be a better balanced life than what they're doing right now, working for a corporate job. And that's where I want to come in. And (laughs) it's my great thing today because that's what we're building towards. I can't say that we've perfected any of it. I think that it takes a lot more people to bring the vision to full life than just me. But right now, that's that's where we are. Here is the package product. Here is how we help anyone expand their brand. We start looking at it more inclusively instead of as this model that only expands in this one way. We only help this one type of entrepreneur while we help rural communities exist better together. And how can we attract people to grow those communities? And it, my great thing is just doing that, having that vision, taking that time to slow down and really focus on where we need to go next and what we need to build out, right? If we did nothing other than the shop, 
it would be really great, but we would fail to expand on what our mission is, which is really to um, expand local brands and build Main Street. And that isn't just the people that are in our shop. And so how else are we helping? And it is hard because definitely what I wanted to do was just continue to grow this side of things, right? And I just couldn't just focus on that because our mission is much bigger. And in order to set ourselves up for success, this is what we have to do. And it has created a lot of cool opportunities, but a lot of challenging conversations where I've had to push myself, push um, more people that I seem to be in charge of and continue to grow and develop and do things that used to make me very nervous and handle and have those conversations and do it the way that I see fit. So that's my great thing. Go ahead and take your time. (laughs) Recognize yourself for your greatness. We have to start telling that story. And today, as I was reflecting and thinking about the course that I'm running right now, um, one of the things that it pulled from my reading this morning was this quote, and this is coming from Atomic Habits. I don't remember the author of that book right now. Um, But when I read this, I was like, this is everything that we're talking about doing. Each time you repeat an action, this coming directly from the book, each time you repeat an action, you are activating a particular neural circuit associated with that habit. This means that simply putting in your reps is one of the most critical steps you can take to encoding a new habit. It is why the students who took tons of photos improved their skills while those who merely theorized about perfect photos did not. One group engaged in active practice, the other in passive learning. One in action, the other in motion. And I want to go ahead and point out that motion looks like learning. Yes, you're doing something. And I will, I I really can't wait to write the next book because that was a year of motion. And that was really where I found my anger towards how people were helping. And what I will go on to further say is that hate really isn't helpful. And that was where I spent a lot of my time in motion, trying to weaponize that hate, right? Trying to just tear down all of these different things and pick them apart and and, and say things like, hey, we're not really taking action. These are all just just." things. And I hadn't ever put it into such beautiful words as (laughs) this book did. Um, But that's really what I was talking about. We're not practicing. We're not doing anything. We're checking a bunch of things off of the box. But who says that these things are helpful? Because when I got done with everything that I had done, 
I had built businesses, but then I had like a million more steps to go to actually do the thing. And I didn't know how to actually do the thing. But I had spent weeks, year, an entire year taking courses, developing different ideas, getting left on a ledge to then go and jump. And what I realized is, gosh, the one point that I needed people the most, I was completely abandoned. And what they were talking about was this study that a professor did, why students who took tons of photos improved their skills, and while those who merely theorized about perfect photos did not. So this um, professor had taken two groups of photography students, and one group, he said, you will get graded on how many photos you produce. So if you produce 90 plus, you will get an A. If you produce 80 plus, you will get a B. If you produce 70 plus, you will get a C. And the other group, he said, you have all semester to get one perfect photo. And the students who were creating for mass were the students who had the perfect photos and not one from the group of people only tasked with capturing one perfect photo had an A-plus worthy photo. All of the A work came from the photographers that were taking more photos, right? Like learning and failing at more active rates versus obsessing over the perfection of one image. And that is how I like to engage and do everything. Because so often we get lost in thinking that we're doing work because we're learning. And while we are, we're not active. We may be in motion. And that year for me was extremely important. Did I learn a lot? Oh, I learned more than I would have ever need to learn about entrepreneurship. I've got a couple certificates to prove it. I even have a couple of trophies that were supposed to make me feel better about all of these accomplishments, but I didn't feel better. And here's why. There was no business. I was left on a ledge with a great idea and a bunch of great ways to build and expand what I wanted to do, but no help in where to take it from here. And there were a bunch of programs that were supposed to help you with that next step, but it is a very, very distant next step. From, okay, I learned how to build a business. I learned all the things. I, I learned, I learned, I learned, I learned, I learned, I learned, I learned. Now I got to go find customers. Oh, okay. So find, find the customers. Oh, there's this other program. There's this other program. And this other program actually helps you to engage and develop your idea. And it can help connect you with other people things and people and opportunities who could help engage and develop an idea. And 
it doesn't matter. Because you don't qualify for that program yet. Because you haven't gotten any customers. You haven't gotten any customers because you don't actually know how to how to get into motion. There aren't actually opportunities for you to move on your idea. To then gain those customers. That belief, that acceptance, that product market fit. There aren't opportunities to allow you to do that. Well, you could do farmers markets, you could do this, this, and this, and and here's the deal. It's messy. The truth is you probably aren't going to last through all the wayfinding that is required to build your business because you're probably going to find about five resources that aren't helpful at all. And if you make it past the five resources that didn't help you at all, you still have energy after you got shut down by all five of them, you're still going to have to fight and claw for just an opportunity. And if you actually sell enough to be profitable, which you likely won't, you might have found a product market fit, but there's still a chance that just enough of your family members showed up to buy your things. It still isn't credible feedback. And how do you get feedback from people that are outside of your family and friends? Well, you have to connect with a different audience. And how do you connect with a different audience? Well, oh, here, let's teach you an entire course on Facebook. Well, what if your market is not actually on Facebook? Good thing you just learned about how to market yourself. Good thing you just learned about how to do 12 TikTok videos when nobody that you're actually trying to service on TikTok. Good thing you just built an entire strategy around how to capture an audience and people when you don't know what your product is to even connect, like you haven't even learned the pain points. And there are a million things that we need to know, but the only way to know them is to have an audience to bounce that off of. And the only way to gain an audience is to have people that are seeing your product in a professional, curated way so that they can buy and believe in it. And you're going to have to take that initial leap of faith. And hopefully you have someone guiding you. But it's the Wild West, as I have described it. You're going to have to advocate. It's like healthcare. <laughs> You're going to have to advocate for your idea. People are going to say it's a terrible idea. They're going to say, don't do it. You will have certain failure. You might even actually die because of your idea. Don't do it. And you are still going to have to find a way to do it. And, you know, true to how we started this, it isn't as much about <sighs> learning as it is just action. That's why it's do school. You know, taking people through this writing class, like, we're pushing you. 
right? To do something you haven't done, but you're doing it every day so that by the time you're ready to do it, guess what? You've been doing it for three weeks. And so it's not the craziest thing you've ever done. I'm already writing this much. I could write a little bit more during the day. I can kind of add that into my routine. Here's how I'm going to do that. And it's wildly effective because you're not going to come to me and be like, okay, I really thought about starting a business or I really wanted to cricket or I wanted to whatever. Like, what do I need to do? I'm going to tell you. These are the two things that I'm going to need. And we can always build you from there, but I can't build a blank page, right? And I shared that with my writing group last night. Hey, we can always edit a bad page. We can't edit a blank page. So the only thing that matters is that you are writing it all out. And we can help from there. We can make words better. We can't improve words that were never written. Right? And I love this idea of putting and empowering people who are already in motion on these things. I think that it's really cool. I think that it sounds very exciting. I think that it is the only way to get people out of their way and out of their heads. Because in our heads, we're thinking, oh, yeah, I'm in motion. Like that whole year, I really felt like I am doing a lot. Because I was. But I wasn't in action, right? Like it was still theory. It wasn't actual doing was motion, not action. Motion, not action. And I think motion is the discussion. The learning. And without that other side of of action, delivery, doing, motion does not matter. Motion does not matter if it is not followed by action. And I am grateful that I had an entire year to learn. Um, But do I think that it helped? I don't know. Do I think that, you know, the six years that I spent after high school helped? I don't know. I don't know. I think that I was probably powerful enough to have done this. I think we're absolutely in the right time for this to be something that's possible. I'm in the absolute right place. But had someone fostered, acknowledged, and recognized this 
entrepreneurial fire that was burning, had they recognized it, what could have happened? Had someone said, you are really talented at that and put that in action, gave me action items to do so that I could begin to develop that side of myself, how would life have changed? And I am absolutely where I need to be. But at the end of the day, we have to be looking at ourselves in action, not motion. And that's where I want to put everybody, create systems of action. So you are doing your dreams, not just theorizing, not just in motion, in action. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Make sure that you support any creative that is doing work. And that's simple. Just comment, like, share, review things for them so they keep bringing their art into this world, changing it and making it a more beautiful place. You can do that with all of this work here. Feel free, share, review. I write and post every weekday just to help expand my own light in hopes that it helps expand others. And you can find me at hannahness.channel on all socials. Help follow and share and expand this work. And you can find all of my offerings and products at hannahness.channel as well. Change the world.